Slay the Stars is a 5th edition actual play and is the brainchild of three friends with one goal, to share an epic story with people who want to listen. Content warning, uh, we do curse a bit, so if you're a child or that's not your thing, this might not be for you. We play by the rules, but we are not afraid to stretch them a bit for the sake of fun. And bad calls happen, and when they do, let's talk about it. Reach out on social media and start some discourse. We would love to hear from you, but please leave the negativity at the door. We want to form a community that's based in positivity and mutual enjoyment of this hobby that we all love. Now, let's begin our story. Welcome to episode six. When we left off last, you woke up at the Midway Inn, were brought some breakfast by Juliet, the barmaid. A little confusing. She didn't call you by your name. And then you realized it was because there were three people who had arrived at the tavern and they were looking for you. And she was trying to warn you, but you wouldn't let her in the room. It's fine. It's fine. Look, man, I'm sorry. Okay. But you escaped out a window. Stole some horses because you couldn't take your cart because uh, wheel was busted, horse was gone, something about Char breaking and entering. Uh, you fled on the horses, off-roading a little bit, did some bushwhacking through the sparse but still there vegetation and trees. You ended up meeting a young child named Aaron who was running a roadside vegetable booth and by night. Yeah, he became a knight of Zem's future uh, round table. Wait, is that trademarked? Triangular table. (laughs) What what do we call him? We called him the knight of the the garden. The court of the roses. It was realm of gardens. The realm, yeah, (laughs) the realm of gardens. Yes, and uh, poor son of a bitch. No, you told him not to mention that you had come through. 
You headed on down the road, eventually made camp. Shar, you had a little bit of a conversation with your patron, Amara, and you headed back. That is where we're picking up, right before bed. So, Zem, is there anything you wanted to accomplish before sleep? I would like to um, play with the um, tarot deck a little bit. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to get over my creeped out factor with the fact that it looks just like, just like us. Um, so I would like to see if I can, um, I don't know, like get a reading or something from there. Okay. How are you going to are you is there like a are you doing like a typical setup where you draw like three cards like past present future are you just like thinking about what's coming and drawing a card to sort of get like a portent from it like how do you plan to do this i'm gonna draw a four card um spread um so i'm after having the conversation with char about first like previously knowing that the symbols on the pendulum say past present future and then the most recent conversation with him revealing that it's probably a name i'm going to take that four as a symmetry and i'm going to do like past present future and then other because we still don't know a name um for that fourth card so that's what they're going to represent past present future other okay so Roll for me a percentile dice. Four hundred. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> I think it's four. Yeah. Um. So the card that you get in the past slot is justice. Go ahead and roll again. Oh my god. Six. What the fuck? The magician. Ooh. For your present. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I almost freaked out. Um, 93. Okay. Uh, that would be judgment <laughs> damn it <laughs> you have Ugh. okay twenty seven okay and that would be the hierophant that is creepily fitting all right Damn it, Dice. What the hell? So, when you get a reading like this, Zem, um, what I think would be nice is if, for the audience, you sort of, like, explain what Zem would see from this reading, right? You don't have to technically share that with Char or anybody for that matter, but I think it'd be interesting to see how Zem would interpret the way these cards have come out. 
the first card represents the past, and I pulled the justice card. The second represents the present, and I pulled the magician. The third card is the future card. This is judgment reversed. The last card, other, this is the hierophant reversed. Looking at these together, what I'm, what I'm getting from this, a decision was made, a path was set, a gift was given. Resourcefulness and skill used in the right way will balance the scales. But this is a warning. A time of resurrection is near. Poor logic and self-doubt could lead to ruin. Seek counsel, but be wary of those who would abuse their position. Heed the wise words of trusted friends when making decisions. I cannot wait for you to learn so many things. Oh my gosh. Shar, you come back, you start the fire. Um, the two of you sit down, eat some food. It's a little quiet as you both have a lot on your mind. And eventually it is time to go to sleep. Taking watches, setting an alarm. What's the plan? I'm going to set an alarm, but considering what... Um... Aaron? Mm -hmm. My knight told us. I think that we might want to take a watch as well. Like, I... Okay. Um, I'll take first watch, I guess. You eat something for dinner, head to sleep. Shar, you take your first watch. And as the light dims in the sky, you do hear around you those sounds of crickets, small creatures starting to head home, head in for the night. The birds are being ex uh, exchanged for bats flying around, things like that. But things are fairly calm. I'd like for you to roll me a perception check. 26. Sharp. You hear animals larger moving around near you, but with your extended dark vision and being on pretty high alert, you're able to see, you know, it's probably a deer, it's just a raccoon, things like that. You don't hear any signs of wolves or bears or any other large predators. You do, however, hear the sound of horses coming down the road it's kind of far off and you're off the road so it's very faint but you hear now are they going past or are they stopping like slowing to where we are it doesn't seem there you can't see them yet you just hear them and it sounds like a steady you know they're still moving so they're coming through the woods they're not staying on the road no they're on the road I'm going to creep in the tree line if I can to try to see if I can see anything. Because as of right now, you said I could just hear them. Yeah. All right. Roll me a stealth. 15. All right. Shar, you sneak stealthfully through the woods and kind of creep up towards the edge of the foliage line and you wait a couple moments the horses are drawing nearer and eventually 
you see two horses. You see the large black stallion as well as the bard's horse coming down the road. And you see that the two guards are riding the bard's horse. And Adhara <laughs> is riding. <laughs> You're not supposed to laugh at it. <laughs> it's funny, though. It is funny. Um, and you see her riding her horse. And she is in the front. They are in the back. They're not speaking. They are. They seem to be on alert, looking around for signs of you, probably. And eventually you hear one of the guards say, um, Miss, we can't, we can't really see anything. They're both human. Um, could, do you think maybe we could stop for the night? And you hear her, you are all worthless. Fine, fine. And she starts to veer off the side of the road to try to find a place to stop. Yeah, I'm immediately going to like kind of rush back and make sure the, the fire is put out, if that's the case. Okay. You sneak back. We'll use the same roll. Uh, you head into your camp and you immediately start snuffing your fire. It wasn't very large to begin with. Um, what's your next move? Sure. rubbing my eyes like yeah, yeah funnily enough they're on the bard source but like they are here the people that are tracking us oh fuck yes oh fuck that's the thing oh god oh gods yes that's the thing they're not too far away maybe like a hundred yards or so we need to move like fucking hell I like roll up <laughs> um and like I there's nothing to pack because we didn't unpack anything, but like I'm grabbing my bag and you know, like whatever. Um, um, before I forget, you have advantage on your initiative roll still. Cause I have not reset that. And if I, if I do have to reset it, I'm doing it right now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so we can like, what do you want to do about the horses? I don't know. I'm also going to give you dark vision out to 300 feet for like an hour. I think just in case. Before I forget, I want to make sure that I can do that. Eyes of the night, once per long rest. Yep, an hour. You can see 300 feet. Okay. Um, I want to see if we can walk the horses with them being silent. If they, like, the first sign of a noise, I'm, I'm just going to say, like, we got to cut our losses. Okay. Roll an animal handling check. One for each of us, or... Because um, I'll give myself guidance on this, because yes. especially the way that that went last time, getting kicked in the face. Yes. Nose, <laughs> eye thing. 16. So, 11? Yeah. All right. Um, the horses are confused. They were situated for the night and now you're having them move in the darkness which they don't like very much but between the two of you and a little coaxing you manage to get them to move as quietly as horses can in this situation it's not incredibly quiet 
Um, are you sticking to the foliage or are you going to head back towards the road? Um, foliage until we're certain we're clear or certain as we can be that we're clear. And then I think we get on the road and book it. That works okay. for me. Yeah. Okay. Stealth checks. Oh, shit. Um, you are getting guidance, by the way. Disadvantage stealth checks because you have horses. Um, I'm actually going to, I'm going to minor illusion, um, wind, like, like start gentle and then kind of pick up a bit. <laughs> Are you okay? You all right? Natural 10. <laughs> Ow. Um, I'm hoping that that takes away the disadvantage to pick up the leaves and make some, like, ambient noise. Ow. You got guidance, by the way, for your stealth. I'm debating. So the, the range on minor illusions, illusions only 30 feet. So, I mean, they're pretty far away. All right. Straight roll. I rolled two ten, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I thought that was a nat one. It is not. But that was horrifying. <laughs> um, That is a ten total. Plus a four, I'd... by the way. Oh, that, or is that with the guidance? That was with the d4. Oh, shit. So my total was uh, 14. All right. Zem, you start to move quietly. This horse is following your orders, but you trip at one point and to catch yourself, you grab the rein and you kind of pull a little too hard and the horse lets out a <laughs> char. You at this moment, kind of like the adrenaline starts pulsing through your body and you get that like widened perception and you hear what was that they heard us okay um so i'm going to not do anything yet okay you hear some whispering that you can't make out what they're saying Char and you're not sure what's happening next we need to just we need to just yeah okay um so yeah let's keep moving how dry are the leaves in this forest pretty dry there has not been rain in a while only you. How how do you want me to do that? You don't need to do it. He's gonna pull out a, a thing of oil that he <laughs> he still has in a tinderbox. He's just gonna pour like 
get some leaves together, pour it on a tree. That's just going to bring their attention right here. Yeah, that's a good idea. But I don't, they're going to have to be preoccupied by something. Both of you hear a twig snap or like a branch or something snap. Getting closer. Um, I will minor illusion the sounds that I heard from the bear when we heard the bear the other night, like snuffling around and then also like, like deeper bear noises. You can only do that within 30 feet of yourself. As far away as possible, but like also towards them, like to let them think that that's what's in the woods is a bear. All right. You do that. I guess we're going to. It then we're keep moving just as quietly as possible still i guess mm -hmm. okay you continue moving with the horses how fast are you moving so if you say like okay the average person is walking at x you know, five miles per hour say are you guys going faster or slower than what an average person would be trying to walk are you trying to be sneaky about this or are you just trying to move at this point I think we're still trying to be sneaky until we're like, in, until we cannot, until we cannot, and then we're going to book it. Okay. You keep moving for what feels like minutes, but it's probably much less time than is actually passing. And eventually you hear off to your east, so closer to the beach, you hear. A man yell out, oh, I, I don't, there's nobody over here. And you hear kind of like behind you and slightly off to the west towards the road. You hear somebody, I, I don't see him over here either. Keep, keep pushing in. They're closer, but they haven't pinpointed where you are yet. Okay, we're going to need a really bad idea right now. Like a really good bad idea. I, I, it, um, I don't, I don't really have anything. I mean, do you, do we just, do we just go? Do we just book it? Do we just take off? Okay, we could. Or we can set one of the horses off in a direction and then use just one horse. Do you think that will work? I think it's a good shot. Okay. I'm going to start, while we're sneaking, I'm going to start loading everything from the other horse onto the other horse as much as possible. We're going to pick whichever horse looks strongest to keep. Mm -hmm. And then um, I'm going to the horse that we're not keeping. I'm going to go over and like whisper sweet nothings and like, you're such a good boy. And, like give him extra carrots. And then like when we're ready, I'm going <laughs> to smack his ass <laughs> turn around and like get out of here. But I'm not going to actually yell. <laughs> <coughs> All right. Uh, you are able to fit most of the stuff oh, in. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> You are able to fit most of the things from the, we'll say, Char's horse onto Zem's horse. You lose maybe like two pounds of vegetables in the process. Um, but you do this thing. You Are you pointing the horse in any direction when you smack it? Like, what are you? The way we came, because I... Do you want to do it the way we came or the way towards the beach? Because we're going to the, the so the beach is on one side, the road's on the other side, right? Or mm -hmm. are they on the same side? So you are currently heading south towards Ocean Guard. The beach is to your immediate right, 
And then to your left would be the road. And further out is whatever. Okay, which way do you think? Back towards them? Like back towards them, uh, just away from where we're going. Okay, opposite directions. Like I'm going to pick like somewhere between the beach and backwards. So that way it's like a straight shot. Hopefully they haven't like, they don't have somebody just kind of chilling there. And then we'll have, I'll have you get on the horse first. Because I can keep up for a minute if I need to. Okay. And then plan enactment in three, two, slap ass. All right. Zem, you look at this horse that's grown to trust you and love you. <laughs> God damn it. Why did you do that? How dare you? <laughs> Looking at you with nothing but love in its eyes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now you turn the horse. I put a carrot in its it. mouth like a cigar. <laughs> Get out of here, kid. <laughs> and the horse does exactly what you think it's going to do. You slap it. It rears back and it takes off running. And you start hearing the men to either side of you start screaming. And hopefully, you think, running off in the direction of the horse that is stampeding. You hop onto the horse, Zem Shar. You are also hopping onto the horse. Yeah, if I need to. Um so I'm going to try to hop on the horse and we're going to gallop, but I th figure we wait a second and then start and try to give them a chance to go after the other horse. Yeah. Okay. You do that. You kind Zem, roll me an animal handling check to keep this horse calm when the other one takes off. 13. Don't forget your portents. I'm aware. <laughs> you manage to keep... The horse calm. It starts pulling in the direction of its friend, but you're kind of reining it in, holding it there. But this horse is ready to bolt in that direction. You hop on, Char. You also hop onto the back. You you manage to keep the horse the way you're trying to go, though, through the woods. It's still not fast going because you are trying to go through bushes and, you know, small trees and shrubs, things like that. Uneven ground. Yeah, this entire trip, though, if I'm not worried about falling off the horse 100 just using guidance the entire way <laughs> just holding oh shit oh shit oh shit oh shit help us <laughs> yes <laughs> uh so you stay in the tree line for how long um okay so probably probably not long like at this point i'm looking to put distance between us and to get to ocean guard as fast as possible. So get to the road, gallop for a while, maybe duck into the trees every, every once in a while, like in, like I'll shoot off a quick, um, mold earth to try and like obscure things or whatever. Maybe put divots in the road, like potholes, <laughs> uh, you know, just trying to the cards weakness potholes yep i mean i know that they have a horse and that horse was beautiful and i really hope it doesn't actually break its leg but like you know also stop chasing me into oblivion <laughs> all right so are you how long are you going so you can continue this back and forth road trees road trees um trying to put space between you and these people are you not resting any longer I think we're probably going to try and put as much as we possibly can without damaging the horse. So however long that happens, 
to be in if we fall off the horse from sleeping fine. Like, well, that's that's my question. Are you guys going to skip your long rest? It's pretty clear to me that they're not going to allow us to go without like a big, big fight. So I think if we try to rest anywhere, we're just going to have more of the same. More fight, yeah. So I think it's worth not having the long rest right now. All right. So both of you mark a level of exhaustion. The two of you go on like this through the night. Eventually, Zem, you are starting to feel... Although, let me back up. You did have enough time for a short rest while you were resting for that moment before this happened. So, Char, if you want to roll a hit dice to get your uh, hit points back that you lost in that fall. Does that count? for keeping watch yes I'm going to say it counts alright so as you continue on the road off the road it, it all becomes this like very monotonous tedious movement and you're tired you're exhausted um, but you seem to have lost them whatever diversions you created Threw them off your trail for a short time. Okay. How long are you... So so whenever you left, when you were heading out of the, the Midway Inn, it was going to take two days to get the rest of the way to Ocean Guard. Are you going to travel straight through now? Just... So if you travel straight through... The whole way to Ocean Guard, you're going to have two levels of exhaustion when you arrive, is what I'm telling you. Um, you need your spell slots. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, because, like, I can't... I, I have... Yes. <laughs> so either... Well, the horse also needs to rest at some point, too. So let's maybe try to sleep during the day and travel during the night. That would probably work. But I don't know where we would sleep during the day. So, as you're getting closer to Ocean Guard, there is more... There's more civilization. So, whereas before, there were kind of a few sparse farms here and there. As you go on through this day, you start to get um, smaller homesteads. You also come across more people who are traveling in the opposite direction of you heading the opposite way around the bay. So you could try speaking to somebody. You could try finding a place that would let you stay along the way. You'd be knocking on people's doors, but it's an option. You could also try just hiding in the bushes again. But honestly, here, there's not a lot of, like, shrubbery. That starts to go away as you get closer to the city. Um, okay, so first off, We need to do something about this super identifiable hair that we have. Um, So, like, cloaks up for now, but we're going to need to figure something else out. Um, Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, What's the appearance of the people that are, like, coming away from the city that we're heading towards? You see some people who are clearly traders of some sort you also see others who look like they're 
just people who were too poor to be able to cross the bay by boat. And so they have to do the, the walk around for whatever reason. Um, nobody, nobody fancy. What about like skilled workers? Yeah, I mean, there are definitely more people like Mila who have their carts with their artisans tools and things like that. Yeah. So are there any that seem to have, um, basically I'm looking for what we did last time, which is either charcoal or some kind of dust, or we can go and cover ourselves in mud and look like peasants at that point. But I think what we could do is sell or trade the horse. You do come across a group of three dwarves and they, they stand out quite a bit because it's not common to see dwarves, even in salt spire where it's a fairly large melting pot. Um, the, the dwarves sort of stand out to you and they are, they have a large wagon and whatever's in the back is covered with a tarp and there are two of them sitting in the driver's seat of the, the wagon and one walking along the side. And they have lots of tools piled in the back. They have a potter's wheel. I said, I can't do the talking. You know how bad I am at talking. <laughs> um... Okay, so I'm going to um hi hi the dwarf who is walking alongside the cart kind of looks at you a little confused. Uh, hi. Is that a um is that a potter's wheel? It is. It's it's really nice. Do you do you make pottery? Well, yes, we all do. That's that's cool. Do you sell it here? I mean, we sell our wares everywhere. We actually, uh, we own a stall in Saltspire. Well, that's cool. Do you have any with you now? Uh, no, we we were actually coming back. We were. Why am I telling you all of this? What What do you need? I I was just curious. I've I. I've always wanted to learn how to use a pottery wheel and I saw yours and I thought it was cool. I just wanted to say hi, I guess. Roll me a persuasion check. Dirty 20. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to tell you what that was. <laughs> I did not mean to look down. I apologize. He, uh, he gets this big smile on his face and he's like, hey, uh, Nas, stop the cart. And you hear one of the dwarves up there kind of like pull the reins. I was like, what? What's the problem? And you can tell based on this person's voice, they're probably female, uh, the person in the cart. And the man on the ground's like, oh, we have a, we have a fan here. He's like, you want to learn how to, how to throw pottery? Is that how you say it? Throw pottery? Isn't that how to throw clay? 
throw pots. It's, you, yeah, you throw a pot. Yeah. You want to learn how to throw pots? I Yeah, I would love to. All right. And so he heads back to the back and he pulls this big pottery wheel down, sits it on the road, and you hear the woman nods like, hey, uh, we're supposed to be... We're supposed to be working. We gotta we gotta go. We have all of our supplies. If it rains, we're gonna be screwed. And you hear the the man on the ground is like, ah, just just calm just move over to the side. We got we got some business. It's fine. And he pulls the pottery wheel over to the side and he's like he's talking to you, but just grab a grab a hunk of that clay over there. Like a if I see into the cart as well, is there like anything else besides pottery materials? So as as you look over, you see it's just like pottery material and a huge amount of clay. Like nice clay. I don't know what makes it nice clay. It's a nice color. It's a like, porcelain? Yeah. Well, but porcelain is white. Okay. It's this really nice white clay. It's very <laughs> fancy. Very fancy clay. Um, so okay, like how like how much like this much? Like is this and it's like like I, if I cut both my hands, it like fits in my hands. No, 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 no. At least twice that much. Twice. I did. Oh, all right. <laughs> all right, Zamira, you come over with your big pile of clay, and he takes it from you, and he throws it down on the wheel, and it kind of sticks or whatever. And he's like, "We need some. We need some water. Does anybody, does anybody have any water?" Yeah. I could shake water here. All right. I'll hand some of the water skin. All right, Char, like, this the spare. is the first time he's really even noticing you're there, Char, and he's like, oh, hello, and he takes your water skin from you, uh, hi. and he starts to, like, pour it on the clay to moisten it, and you see he has, like, a pedal to kind of push to make the wheel spin, and when, once he, he, he has this, like, swagger about him that you're like, what the heck, but as he starts moving... You can see, like, every movement he makes is incredibly controlled. And the wheel is just moving in this very continuous, even though he's using his foot to power it, very continuous, very steady pace. And he starts to pull up the sides to, uh, you know, fashion some sort of vase. And he's like, "Do you? would you like to try? I would love to. This looks so fun. All right. So he motions for you to come over near him so that he can put his arms around <laughs> you. <laughs> I'm gonna. Yes. I'm gonna keep a lookout. <laughs> I am having my ghost moment. Don't you fuck with this. <laughs> and uh, don't you dare ruin this for me, Char. Uh, yeah, Char. Zem. He. <laughs> Char just is the one being like, wait a minute, why am I here? <laughs> Zem. He he puts his hands around your hands and starts to kind of like move them around, and he's. Yes, he's he's being inappropriate, but he's not like he's not being like gross. He's actually trying to show you at this point. Like this is where you place your hands and you pull up gently, not too hard, just and if you want the walls to be thinner and uh, you know, what? Don't you stop it. Stop. <laughs> I was fine. I was fine and so then that's I how you saw pull him. It? Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um and so some time goes by, and eventually he helps you shape this tall, thin, cylindrical vase. And he puts, like, a small spout at the top. 
And then he takes this piece of clay that he had had on the side that was extra. And you guys together form a little handle that you put on a little curvy handle. And he's like, see, can double as both a water pitcher and a vase. Oh, my God. This is the coolest thing ever. And like at first I was 100% doing this uh, like as a need to like be a part of another group and find some sort of like uh, way to mask who we are. But now I'm into it. I'm into it. All and right. Like go over to like the other doors and be like, so, uh, so you guys sell the clay like by itself or, uh, <laughs> no, when you go over, uh, Nas, the female dwarf is like, no, we we're potters. We, we make different pieces of pottery and sell them. We have like a very nice store in Saltspire. We were just on our way back from buying more supplies at home. So, so like, is it a lot? Her, like, and I'm gonna look and try to explain like brick of clay. Uh, I mean, it's it's pretty expensive if you're not a dwarf, but you know. Oh, really? We got the inn. Okay. So, is there a place in town that you pick it up? Oh, oh no, we had to travel out to More Bale. More Bale. Wow. Yeah, we make the trip a couple times a year, see family, stock up on supplies. You know. That's nice. So is it like you guys get a good turnover then running out to Morvale and back? Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we're we not hard up for money, if you know what I mean. I understand. Not currently, but I understand. <laughs> <laughs> she had the other hand. You see Nas sort of like glances over at what's going on with Zem and uh, her friend. And Nas is like, oh, fucking Jor, man. He's always, he's always doing this. I'm going to take a wild shot in the dark on the spelling on that one, but okay. J-O-R. Yes. <laughs> I put an extra R. <laughs> N-O-S. Uh, N-O-Z. N-O-Z. <laughs> I, I, I'm I sorry. Was, Hell yeah. <laughs> I was going to do the Z and then I was like, hmm. That's, the Z is too pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, Zamira. <laughs> the, the uh the man sitting next to Nas in the uh I can't in the like next to her in the driver's seat is like oh, Nas, you just gotta you just gotta calm down, you know? He's young, he's just you know, you remember being young, don't you? And she's like, No. <laughs> like very serious, very stone faced. No. Um I'm sorry, you don't look very old <laughs> thanks these are my apprentices this is San that's his dumbass brother Jor okay apprentice and apprentice master alright okay that... so how often do you I mean you have to be pretty skilled I mean how often do you take on apprentices I mean, as needed, I usually have two. So when one of these morons leaves, I'll probably get another. When do they, uh, do they like go off by themselves? Do they pick out a town? Like what, what, yeah, what's I mean, the modus operandi here? I mean, you know, eventually they all want to try to make it on their own. They go off, open their own store and I need to get myself an apprentice. So you're like the, the only one that goes between Salt Spire and Ocean Guard? 
No, no, no. We we actually we yeah. weren't in Ocean Guard for business. We were in Morvale. We came down to Ocean Guard afterwards just for like you know blow off a little steam, do a little gambling. We had some extra money, you know. Now we're heading back to Salt Spire with our stuff. Now keep in mind, I am hundred percent just trying to keep conversation going so that Zamira can have whatever it is that she seems <laughs> to be having. Yeah, she's like, and she yells back to you guys, Jor, we gotta, we gotta move. It's gonna get late. I'm gonna look at you and like give a look of just like you should get some clay. Um. So, like, what do you do with all this? like water and like all this like 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 watered down clay and like what do you do with this oh well i mean the water just kind of dries and there's little bits of clay and we can re-moisten them and use it later Hmm. interesting i'm gonna like like i have clay on my hands i'm just gonna be like brush out of my face but like really i'm smearing clay like on my like, hair oh you the, you're getting a little in your hair and it's so nice yeah there's nothing wrong with getting a little dirty every now and again. He yeah. looks at you. And like everybody at the other conversation is just like. Yeah, the, the other conversation stops and they all kind of turn to look. <laughs> Meanwhile, Shari's just trying not to look. He's just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, ocean guy. Jor's <laughs> uh, like, uh, hey. Hey Nas, you think maybe we've uh we've we've traveled far enough today? Maybe we could take a break. We could, you know, it's dangerous out here. We could stay with these nice folks and we could all, you know, safety in numbers. And Nas is like, "Oh my god. Oh my god." I mean, that would be a super great. Like we've been traveling on our own for so long now and I'm just I'm really tired and like I could use a little bit of fun too. Um and like I don't have a lot of money, but I have this horse. If you need a horse. Um, Nas at first looks like she's about to be like, hell no, get in the cart, let's go. And then you mentioned the horse. She leans down to you, Shar, and is like, is that horse for sale? I mean, it's one of the things we have. I mean, we're not going to be needing it much in Ocean Guard, if you know what I mean. If we had another horse, we could move a lot faster with all this clay. You could. I was thinking about buying one, but there weren't any good ones in Ocean Guard. How's that How's that horse? It's pretty solid. How old? Works well under pressure. Um... <laughs> <laughs> How old is the horse? Do I have a guess? You have no freaking idea. It's a, it's a little past its youth, but it's, uh, it's still pretty sturdy. He said, not knowing... <laughs> I like your honesty. I appreciate it. All right, fine. Come with us. Listen, you're going to have to go in the opposite direction a little bit till we find a spot. That's good. But, like, they're oh, heading yeah. the opposite direction of you, so you're going to have to go with them a little ways to find a good spot to park. But if you guys want to camp with them. Is that what we're doing? Is that what you want to do? For now. To okay. figure it out. Okay. All right. You guys head not too far down the road, and eventually you find, like, a large flat spot that other people have used to camp in the past. It's set kind of not too far off the road on the side where there is, like, some farmland and things like that. You can see that this land has been cleared before. She's like, oh, 
I mean, Nas like, this is, uh, you know, this is pretty good. Um, place to park the wagon. We'll just keep the horses tethered. Uh, you guys want to make dinner or something? I We have some supplies we just stocked up. Yeah, we have some vegetables. Yeah. Perfect. And you know what? Like, let me cook for you since you're, like, helping us. I mean, I know that I gave you, like, the horses, the trade-off, but, like, you're just so nice. <laughs> Are you talking to Nas when you say that? Uh-huh. She's like, I'm, I'm not that nice, but that sounds good. Well, there's no sense in us parting on bad terms. True. Yes. True words have not been spoken. Mm-hmm. So she heads to the back just to sort of inspect her goods. And she looks at the the item that you and Jor made. And it's kind of, it didn't have any time to dry. And it was like kind of like rocking going down the road. It doesn't look great anymore. And she's like, it's not great. Not great. I'm going to be honest. And he's like, oh, it looked really good before. And she's like, and this is why you're never going to have your own store. Guess I don't have to find any other apprentices. And she goes back to doing her things. Oh, don't listen to her. She'll she'll come around. She's just giving you a hard time because that's her job. He's like, yeah, you know, but I, I mean, it's it's not. It's not. I was kind of distracted. So, I mean, it's not. But I mean, like, the, the, the we were traveling. It was. The road, not me. I'm going to, like, grab the end of my braid and I'm going to, like, twirl around my finger. Like, what What were you distracted by? Like, what distracted you? Son, you know, we should uh, go look for some firewood. And uh, he's just like, yeah, yeah, we should. <laughs> and he follows you to go look for firewood. <laughs> and uh, George is just like, uh, you know, a, a pretty girl with red hair. Oh. Um, I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> oh, you mean me. <laughs> and he's just, so, he's totally playing into it. Um, Zem, if you're cooking, I would like for you to roll me a wisdom check. A life skills check. Um, okay, so disadvantage because of the exhaustion. I rolled a four, but fuck that. I'm going to use my portents. Um, <laughs> and I rolled a 17. All right. I will have this go well for me and nothing can stop me. <laughs> <laughs> so, Zem, you get to work chopping up some vegetables. Jor helps you. He gets in there. He's, I mean, very skilled. He's chopping up these vegetables with you. Nice dice. Everything's even. Uh, throw them into a pot. They Excellent actually had. <laughs> they actually had some fresh meat that they brought with them that they were going to cook tonight anyway. Some like chickens and stuff. You guys chop all that up, get it in the pot, start making some stew. Uh, everything's smelling fantastic. Sure. While you were gathering firewood, was there anything else you were doing, or were you just getting out of the awkward? I'm getting out of the awkward, but I'm also. It was more along the lines of like to see what the threat level of Sand is or like where he was from, like what he knows, see if he knows who we are, see if he has any kind of tip off as opposed to, um, Jor, who has been oblivious the entire time. Um, and then Nas who may or may not know something, but she's too much of a threat to try to talk to. Um, so just seeing if where he's from, what he knows. Um, and then also to mostly to investigate around and see if they've been kind of, 
through here already. Okay, roll me an investigation check. And in your conversation with with Son, you find out that he's also from Morbale, like his brother. Doesn't seem to know anything about you or who you guys are. Um, nothing, nothing much about him. Yeah. Uh, nine, by the way, on perception. Okay, or investigation, right? Oh. I thought you said invest, uh, perception. That's my bad. Mm. Much less. Um, tres. Okay. Uh, you take a look around. You don't see any evidence that they have been through here. When you come back, um, Zem finishes cooking. Eventually, you all sit down to eat. And the food is spectacular. Like Michelin star level <laughs> quality food. Excellent. So, like, you make the pottery. Do you also glaze the pottery? Like, do you put the designs on it and stuff? Yeah, we do. We have a large furnace uh, in our shop where we can do stuff like that. Where, like, how do you put the color on there? Like, how do you dye it? We have a special glaze, sort of like paint for pots. But, you know, we mix different crushed up things into the glaze to change it colors, you know. Bits of rock, bits of uh, beetles, flowers cool. sometimes, you know. Interesting. Like, do you have any? Nah, we left all those supplies mm-hmm. at the shop. So where's the shop located? Just in case we can go see you sometime. Our store's actually in the Spice Fair. Oh. Okay. Well, we'll have to try to find it sometime under less uh, traveling circumstances. Yeah. If you just, you know, if you're looking for pottery in Salt Spire, you go to those to the uh, Spice Fair and you ask for Naz's shop, everybody's going to point you to exactly where you need to go. So in all this time, like, would I have, either of us have noticed really, do they have like, weapons are they stereotypical dwarves like do they look like they're good for a fight <laughs> roll me a perception check <laughs> i have no idea um it's a three all right i mean you kind of try to gauge them for weapons, and you can see that they have some like little hatchet type axes in their belts. Um, you know, maybe a dagger in a boot somewhere. They don't have any like battle axes or large swords or anything like that. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, so, based on my tarot reading earlier, um, I get the feeling that I should be honest with them. Um, so because I can't, like, I I just can't get the feeling that I can fully trust anyone besides Char at this point. Um, I am going to veil it a little bit, but I'm going to, um, so I really, this has been a really cool day, Jor. Um, and I really appreciate you showing, uh, me the pottery and like dinner was so good. Um, 
but like there's kind of some people following us they're like kind of after us and we don't we really don't know why um i'm a little afraid like uh like what what kind of people like dangerous people like this big scary like half orc woman and her like two goons uh meanwhile Sarah's just like what the fuck that's uh it's a lot of information i'm just i'm just an apprentice i don't really know oh like i don't need you to do anything i just wanted you to know like because we're here i i yeah i i i appreciate your honesty i could tell there was probably something going on but i thought it was that guy following you around making you feel uncomfortable oh no he's he's like my brother that makes sense because the red hair yes yeah uh well uh i mean we'll just maybe we won't tell nas because she'll freak out or whatever but yeah i kind of got that i kind of yeah yeah but i mean you know it'll be all right it'll be all right you're a smart kid you think we'll survive honestly Uh, if you're going to Ocean Guard, you already got people following you. Chances aren't that good. I don't know. I think I'm. I think I'm scrappy. I think I'll figure it out. Listen, I hope so. You seem scrappy. Great cook. Thanks. I mean, if you were a dwarf, I'd marry you right now. <laughs> Shark trips over a twig. Uh, uh, oh, like, wow! Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that whole I am confused by the compliment <laughs> institution of marriage thing but uh thanks I'm just kidding I'm just kidding I'm just kidding <laughs> you don't have to be a dwarf <laughs> dwarf well I tell you what you know uh, why don't we all he's, he's why don't we all sit down for a minute we can tell some stories and you see sand kind of perk up and he's like yeah i mean at least it's it's something and he goes over and he sits down uh and nas she tries to look annoyed but secretly she she enjoys the telling of the stories and so she heads over and sits down as well and uh jor's like all right what's your name miss um, oh, my name, my name is, um, and I'm going to look at Charlotte, and it's, sh- sh- uh, sh- Charlotte, my name's Charlotte. <laughs> I've been holding on to that since we met these dwarves. <laughs> Charlotte, it's Charlotte. <laughs> um, but I go by my full name. I, it's definitely, I don't go by Char. It's just <laughs> How the fuck are you the smart one in this campaign? Like, how are you the wizard? (laughs) (laughs) He looks, he looks over to you. I have no poker face in game or in reality, apparently. He looks over to you and he says, all right, Charlie, it's your turn. Tell us a story. Charlie, that's definitely what I said. Um, my turn to tell a story. Okay. Um, make it spooky. A spooky story. Spooky story. Okay. 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 So, 
my professor from school. Jordan. I really wish the people listening to this right now could see <laughs> Jen's face when she tells these lies. Because just listening to what's happening does not do this justice. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we kind of had to take a break after that laughing fit. And by brief break, I mean probably the better part of a half hour. You know, go out, calm our nerves, take a walk, uh, eat some pizza. Yeah, it was uh, it was a pretty bad laughing fit. So uh, we're going to come back here in about five seconds. You're going to hear a fire start to crackle behind me. <laughs> yeah, there it goes. So you're going to hear that. We're going to start back up the story where we rest- retook the takes where Jen had to <laughs> start again because, God damn it, it's such a good fucking joke he told me the story once of something called tree man uh growing up him and his brother would play often in the woods near their house and his brother's friend would join them and his brother and his friend would kind of wander ahead or off to the side and they would find apples and carve messages in the apples. Um, and these messages were always super creepy. Things like, you're going to die at midnight, or I've poisoned all of your food. And they would take these apples with these creepy messages and they would throw them at Jordan. And he would read them, pick them up, read them, and then he would get super scared and he'd go running home and he'd tell his mom all about it. And of course his mom knew what was going on. So when the brother got home much later without his little brother in tow, he would get an earful from from his mother. But Jordan soon started asking questions because it was only ever when his brother and the friend went off on their own that this would happen and he started to get suspicious. So the brother realized he needed to come up with tree man. He needed to find the tree. So him and the friend went looking and, and as it turns out deeper in the forest, there is a tree. This tree is an apple tree, but it grew in such a way that it had a, face to it. It had misshapen bark, knots in the wood, holes, divots. It it carved the perfect face that my friend, Jordan, told me was very monstrous. So the brother, having found this tree and marked the path, went back and told Jordan that he would take him to see Tree Man. Jordan was scared, but he decided to go along because he needed to see it for himself and he wanted to be brave in front of his brother. So they take off and and it takes a while to get there. And by the time they get there, it's starting to get dusk out and they come across this tree only there's blood everywhere. 
all over the ground, splashed on the tree. And Jordan is terrified and he looks at his brother and his brother's face is stark white. And his brother didn't do it. His brother did not plan this. He didn't put the blood out there. The the, the apples are, are not on the tree anymore. And, and they take one look at each other and they run all the way home. And it's not until later when Jordan's brother confesses he had made the whole thing up. He had been carving the the apples with the the creepy messages and throwing them and he had a good old time about it, but he could never explain that day in the woods with all the blood. And they they never went back out there. And to this day, they still say tree man lurks in the woods and every once in a while if you go out there you'll find blood all over the ground with no no reason no explanation where do you go to school at um in the city just a little school in the city oh are you at are you at stellium um i've heard of it i've been there i've been there yeah it's cool Uh, i mean I'm not really, not really into that, but yeah, I mean, it, it sounds, it sounds cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he, he's, he's just asking questions to be nice, and then he like, oh, and he winks at you, and he's like, yeah, that's cool, and he's like, uh, what about you? What's your name? Uh, Xander. Xander, you got any good stories? Um, well, I don't have any good stories. I heard a story from a monk once um do you guys know about the uh the garden by chance yeah yeah we uh we passed by it a couple times on the way to Morbeo. so uh, a monk from the garden used to stop by the place i worked uh when i was younger uh one of the people used to talk shop about some carvings that would appear and how many more there were or uh, if there were any that left without any symbols. Uh, honestly, it seemed like a bunch of nonsense and I was focused on working. Uh, but one day they said something about the old room. And finally, I I couldn't take it. I asked because I was pretty curious. Uh, the monk was surprised, but not deterred. He put a symbol. Uh, I was later told it was old, old Elvish uh, on a sliver of paper. I saw it, and it made no sense. It was so out-of-this-world alien to me. But, like, I've seen it before. I know that probably sounds like absolute nonsense, but I just felt like I knew it. Uh, Anyway... Um, without hesitation, though, uh, it, as if he saw when I had fully absorbed the symbol and could recall it again, he threw it into the fire and just stared at it and waited for the whole thing to burn away. The last remnants, it, it took a bit, surprisingly, because it was just a sliver of paper. And he just stared at the fire, waiting for it to go away until it did, and then... I was ready, and I walked out, and then he turned to me as I was getting ready to leave through the door, 
And he asked me if I knew what it meant. And to be honest, I had no idea. So he says, it's elvish, ancient elvish, older than any of the elves left now. The best we've gotten is a crack in the cosmic scales, something about the division and star alignments. And then he says it's not a simple translation. So he was sure that the translation has been lost over the centuries. Anyway, uh, when the garden became what it is today, uh, we, they, they, we, uh, <clears throat> they had a student who left unexpectedly. Granted, they weren't cut out or to be uh, what they needed them to be, but they left without a word. But every corner of every wall, ceiling, and floor in the room that they had stayed at while they were in the garden was that symbol when they left. Current students refused to stay there due to superstition. Every student assigned to that room thereafter has left in disgrace. They also mentioned screaming or candles flickering off and then a short while later catching fire as if the wind had dragon's breath. Anyway, uh, time passed and fear and superstition had passed down to the ignorance of youth. If a student leaves the garden, it's considered a shame and they leave without a word. The only way we know uh, they know they left is they find a symbol somewhere within the grounds or forest surrounding the garden. Every time someone leaves, uh, two keepers will search for the symbol. Once they find it, they know the student has left in the night. The symbol gets further and further from the garden every time. Honestly, one of these days they'll leave and get way too far out before they get to put the symbol down. They'll get eaten by a bear or a beast. The grand keeper and the keepers have a meeting behind closed doors when the symbols are found. Honestly, who knows what they talk about. But the rule is, you've seen the symbol now. You'll never forget it. It's interesting. <clears throat> spooky creatures, spooky trees. Ah. Uh, I think it's my turn. And he sort of stands up. He's like, so the one thing that all you surface dwellers have in common is all of your stories have to do with like, you know, like monsters, or, you know, things like that. But you know what you have to be afraid of when you live underground? Spiders. The dark. Oh. He's like, there is a rumor in Morbale. And there's actually, I shit you not, there is a whole mine shaft that people won't even go in anymore, even though it's full of all kinds of diamonds and rubies and all kinds of things that, you know, super valuable. Nobody will go down there anymore because of the others. That's what we call them. We don't know what they are. But the rumor has it that, you know, some people will go down there, start mining. They start to hear some, like, knocking on the walls. And, you know, they were confused. And who else is down here? Some kids get in the mine, you know, concerned for safety. They start walking down there to figure out what it is. 
and they don't come back or they come back and they're just like they're a little different you know it's like there's something off about their eyes it's the same person they seem to know everything that the that they knew when they went in but like they're just a little strange a little off you know their closest family members say like i mean yeah it's it's clearly you know my husband my wife whatever but like they just they don't they don't act right you know they smile when they shouldn't smile. Stuff like that. And so after this happened a couple of times, they just boarded this whole thing up. Um, but still, every once in a while, you know, when you're walking past, because, I mean, there are other active mine shafts all in the area. You're walking past, you can still hear that knocking down there in the darkness. Like something's down there waiting. I... The... Oh... I'm going to cuddle up to whoever's on my left. I don't I don't Nas. even care who it is. It's Nas. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of like, oh. And Nas is just like, it's all right. <laughs> and just kind of like pats your head. Uh, so how frequently do people go down them to that mine shaft? I mean, nobody goes down there anymore. Before, people used to go down there daily, you know? Mining is sort of what we do. Oh. So when was the last time something like that happened? Oof. Uh, maybe like 20 years ago, something like that. Hmm. Wow. What, what, what mine is this? Oh, yeah, it's the uh, the Mimknocker mine. But like I said, we haven't really been using it for a long time because, you know, danger and all that. That's so weird. Have you guys heard of any other rumors of that happening anywhere else? No, nah, I mean, as far as I know, I've never heard of it. And I mean, we have hundreds of other mine veins we got all kinds of minerals and stuff going on there we have clay quarries things like that we never never it's just that one that one shaft maybe huh. they dug too far maybe that's so weird honestly i mean if i had really you know thought about this like in the past i would have thought like maybe it's the drow doing something messing with us trying to scare us away from some sort of you know deposit but I, you know, the people come back and they're just, they're strange. Why would the dwarves go along with it? I don't know, man. It's, as much as I'd like to pin this on the drow, I don't, I don't think it's them. That's terrifying. Mm hmm mm hmm And there's just knocking? Yeah. <sighs> All right, is everybody ready for bed? Oh, God. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Char is just like, not scared, but like intrigued. But like he's like, yes, scary. And Zem's just like, no. <laughs> it's not the dark so much as the what's dark. in it. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, you know, you guys continue to have little conversations here and there throughout the night. Uh, and eventually, Nas says, I'm not trying to be rude or anything, but the two of you, you sort of look like shit, like you haven't slept in a couple days. So if you guys want to just get some sleep, 
will, you know, keep watch or whatever. I, um, yeah. Won't you, uh, want to just take a circle around the grounds real quick? Mm -hmm. Like, place the alarm phone? <laughs> yes, yeah, that was the plan. Yes. But I'll try to keep them distracted so they don't notice that you're literally casting a spell. This is literally my last spell, so let's hope. All right, so, Zem, you do a quick circuit, cast the alarm spell. Where are you guys sleeping? Are you just sleeping near the fire? Are you trying to obscure yourselves? What is the what is the plan? It's like the far side. How far are we from the road? I mean, you're you're pretty close. I would say no more than forty feet from the road. All right. So I'm I'm. other side of the fire is just going to light us up. I'm going to hide under the cart and sleep there. Like just straight up. Alright. Hmm. Sure. Nope. I'm going to be by the fire. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Zem, you go to lay down next to the fire and uh Jor comes over to you and he's like hey i'm not not trying to be weird or anything but uh and he has like a large blanket and he's like if you want to like use this to cover up you know you know you could you can use this blanket that i have that's awesome thank you yeah and he's like don't worry got your back and i'm really glad i met you jor Glad I met you too. Really hope nothing happens to him. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jor is going to take the, the first watch, and Nas and San kind of curl up on the opposite ends of the fire from Zem, and you all head to sleep. That's where we're going to cut this episode. Cool. Well, hello there. Thank you for listening to episode six of Slay the Stars. Now, we hope you guys are enjoying yourselves. We really do. I mean, we're putting out these products once a week. We hope you guys are enjoying. Now, as a special treat, we're doing a giveaway. Woo! I'm not going to add any special effects because I am on a time crunch, so I apologize. So, I'm going to break it down. You guys get an entry for certain things that you do. You can find out the details on our Twitter or our Patreon. But if you follow our socials on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok, every follow gives you two entries to that. Uh, contest. If you subscribe to us on Podbean and or YouTube, another two entries. If you comment on our posts, share our tweets, our social accounts, each additional action earns you another entry. We're going to be doing the drawing on 6-26-2022 and you're going to get a shout out at the end of episode 7. Guys, that is next week. We are fast tracking down this line so I hope you guys are strapped in because I am not and I am flying out the back of the train. So, if you guys have enjoyed what we're doing, thank you. I, I mean, let us know what you want us to do. If you th can think of anything, if you want um, special events or you want certain things read or you want uh, shout outs from us individually, from our characters, etc., 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 the list can go on and on. Just contact us. Get in touch with us on social media. We love to interact with you guys. We really do. So just reach out. We're normal ass people. 
That is all for episode six. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to read our credits now. Intro music by Isaac Byers. Character designs by Cam Gonzalez. Photos by Rachel Bianchi. Special thanks to Kaylin Williamson. Produced by Leah Hemrick. Graphics designer Jen Kearney. And audio engineer Arthur Polino.